1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Guys, you feeling unconfident, doubtful on the trail? I know Carl does. And so that's why I developed something that revolutionized not only his life, but the lives of others around. They're called Bud Buds, and they are a beautiful silicone earpiece that wireless, batteryless, solar-powered buddy in your ear that will just whisper encouraging words to you along the trail. Like, hey, you can do this. And hey, that powder drink mix wasn't that full. It's not a big deal if it's left on the trail. Things that will just boost confidence and make your hiking experience more enjoyable. Look it up at budbuds.bud. What's going on, guys? This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who still needs a coach just to learn how to do life, breathe, go to the bathroom, and eat peas with a fork, Carl Mandrioli. That's a lot. It's a lot right there. Thank you, though. Yeah, it's a, it yeah. is a lot, but it, it's, it, but it's okay. you. You know, that's According to part you, of the uh, with me today is Derek Somerville, the only man who can <laughs> scare women away just with his greeting. They'll ask... How are you doing? Mm. And he'll stare at them and wait a full minute before responding. I think a lot of guys uh, sadly do that, but um, yeah, yeah, you're not naysaying that you do that though. That's uh, interesting. Well, you know, depends on the girl. Welcome everybody to the Backpacking Blisters podcast, where you can learn and laugh, or hopefully one of the two. We got a fun interview today that you did with. Uh, That's right. With uh, Cassie, Cassie from uh, Illinois, I believe. That is right? correct. Yeah. So we'll. We'll get to that. Uh, we and we'll get to you not being part of the interview. Kind of interesting. I got some interesting questions along those lines, for sure. Yeah. But I did include her name in the title for today's episode because if it just said "become uh. the perfect trip planner," I don't think anybody's believing that we're gonna give enough information for that. So I had to have an oh, expert. Yeah. Expert Cassie will help us along that you know road, right. so to speak. Right. Uh, I did. Yes. I so kind of funny. I sent her the questions for the interview ahead of time. And yeah. before we started interviewing, she mentioned that she had eight pages of notes prepared. What? Yeah. This this is what I'm talking about, Cassie. You got to tone it back. You're already amazing. Tone it back. Imagine how good one of our episodes could be if you prepared that way. Oh, I'm not. That's not me. Okay. No, that's not gonna be. We'd have like four hour episodes. Though. Mm. Are you, you up for that? If you had eight pages, you don't want me. You don't want me rattling off eight pages. I'll tell you that. You right just now. might sound more intelligent, right? Probably, but that's part of my charm. Okay. Is the, uh, <laughs> is what know. is what <laughs> <laughs> is uh, the uh, creative juices that are flowing. <laughs> Way to put a positive spin on that. Cassie's Cassie's more left brain, maybe. Okay, uh, maybe I'm more right brain. Mm, I don't know, a, but either way, I like it. I like how you're phrasing that. It was enjoyable. I'll just say Proverbs twenty four thirty seven. Prepare your work outside. 
get everything ready for yourself in the field, and after that, build your house. Mm, it is our responsibility, my friend, to look after our resources, organize, and mm. prepare before we build. So my question yes. is, is, is this what trip planners are doing in the world of backpacking? Uh, are they building that house? Uh, well, yeah. she did Not mention... Building the house. Preparing no, everything preparing, before well, you build the house. Before I build the put the prep, uh, she's <laughs> definitely prepping. Uh, and we're gonna get into this. It's um, not just about casting. We're talking about trip planners in general. Well, yeah, I think okay. everybody does it better. I don't know than us. No, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we. Uh, <laughs> I think they do good, but I think it's a lot of like who's coming with. And we're. I'm gonna talk about this more. Like how comfortable they are with you, right? And how much they're just gonna just let go. And you know, I, there's there's a. <laughs> There's a recipe, and I think some people have a great recipe for this type of thing. And she's definitely, Cassie's definitely one of those people. So, yeah, I think if you go by her recipe, you're definitely going to be pouring a lot of time into the trip planning process, but your outcome is has a very high chance of success. We'll say all, that. All I'm going to say is eight pages. Eight pages. Eight know? pages of preparation. It, yeah. If she did eight pages for she's you, she's on top of things. Uh, Lord only knows what she's doing for the trip. I mean, it's probably oh, like yeah. a small novel. I don't know. But either way, mm. it's thorough and succinct. Um, That's a good point. Maybe she should, she should write like a trip planning book, huh? Oh, there you go, Cassie. Yeah. You're welcome. Yep. Okay. Maybe a pamphlet, at least a pamphlet. So we're getting uh, a preview, so to speak, before that ever happens. But um, right. Derek and Forrest did not make this interview. No, and is it, is it fair to say that, like we'll get into other, other aspects of that, but is it fair to say like it's going to be pretty tough for you in general to make interviews where people are on like central and eastern time zones it's challenging for me for sure okay. I, I have a limited window for interviews and I, I do love the interviews i really do yeah. but sometimes the times just don't work and it's a bummer like right. this one i really was looking forward to uh i thought we could have harassed you together that didn't get to happen Harassed me hmm. yeah no. so um you know but yeah sometimes those east coast times really are challenging for me so yeah she's not east coast she's, she's central but just that's it's still two two hours beyond your Pacific time zone. So anyway, just kind of side note. Without further ado, Cassie from Illinois. I'm here with Cassie from Illinois. How's it going today? Hello, hello. It is going awesome today. No complaint. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you jumping on our show. Just tell us about yourself. Backpacking experience, specific location, just Kind of what's your, your angle here in the backpacking world? Sure. Yep. I am located in Springfield, Illinois, which is um, a lot of people don't know the capital. A lot of people yes. think Chicago, but, you know, right here in the middle of the state, nice and flat. So um, backpacking is not very prevalent around here. So I'm right. kind of an odd duck, but that's okay. So I started uh, hiking when I was a really young girl, but I didn't do my first backpacking trip till 2017. Okay. So yeah, and that was an amazing trip. I took my younger brother with me. We did the um, Enchanted Valley Chalet uh, in Olympic National Park. Oh, 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 oh. okay. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. So after, after I did that and probably had about 60 pounds on my back because I was completely inexperienced, right. I uh, realized that that's what I wanted to do. So after that, I mean, I've done, I've done some pretty awesome backpacking trips. So you started in 2017, mm -hmm. which happens to be the same year that we started our podcast. Interrupt. Is that... Is that like, are they directly related there? Um, like it probably, you know, what probably happened is I probably came across <laughs> one of your business cards on the trail and subconsciously, <laughs> um, it, just, it just so happened that I started listening. 
Yeah, I, I started taping those to my drink mix packets, <laughs> and so now I just dropped them on the trail. Now it's kind of, yeah, <laughs> a double whammy or a double bonus, depending on how you look at it. But now you're somebody who listens to our show, and yes. we don't have a ton of guests on. We're going to probably finish the season with with a few, but we don't. We, we had more on, I think, last season. But for the most part, it's, it's Derek and I. But when we do have guests on, we haven't been able to get as many female guests on. So what do you think it is about Derek that prevents us from getting more female guests? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't want to say anything, but <laughs> he, yeah, he's just, to me, it's, um, there, it's hard to relate. I mean, he has such a high budget for all mm. his gear that, I mean, I just, there, it's so, it almost makes me feel like a peasant. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, so I just have to like, sometimes I have to like fast forward through when he's talking um, so I don't feel bad about myself. He makes you feel like a peasant. That's one of the better lines (laughs) on our our show right there. (laughs) That is awesome. Okay, so like a lot of people listen to our show, not everybody, but a lot of people are trip leaders, but you're more than that. You're kind of like a backpacking guide. So can you tell us about just how you came into this role and what that really means, like regarding kind of how you led some people from your Facebook group out into the wild. So what, like I mentioned, so I did my first trip in 2017 and then after that it like just took hold of me and uh, people started seeing in their Facebook timelines pictures. I'm just flooding them with, you know, all my trips and I'm like obsessed. So right. I kept getting people asking me, they're like, you really need to start a group. There's people that want to do this stuff, you know, you or you should start a blog or something. And I'm like, yeah, not really for me, not really for me. And then I kept getting asked, right. and kept getting asked. Um, and then I had, it was actually for the Maroon Bells trip, actually. So I was like, you know what, I want to go on this trip and I'm going to go by myself unless I can find someone else to go with me. So I was already planning to do it solo and I decided like one last ditch effort. Mm. I threw a post on Facebook. I'm like, Hey, so this is what I want to do. Who wants to do it? Or is anyone interested? Well, long story short, a friend tagged another friend who I'd worked with a long time ago. Okay. And she's like, sure, I'll do it. Turns out she was kind of like me, um, had done her first backpacking trip, um, a year or so before. And she didn't know there was anybody else in our area that liked to do it. Fast forward to now, and we've done so many trips together, right. but her, she also was getting approached by people saying, you should start some type of outdoor group. Well, we got together over drinks one night, and we're like, you know what? Let's do it. So um, in perfect timing, we started the group last February, um, and we had our first meeting on March 11th. And as you know, okay. the world completely shut down um, like the next day. Right, right. We started this group entirely online and, you know, there for the first few months, we just had like, you know, 20, 30 people in the group and we were thrilled. We're like, oh my gosh, this is great. You know, are these, are these mainly like locals, like local? Yes. Pretty much like friends of friends type thing. Illinois. Yes. Illinois. Exactly. And so, so we started every two weeks, I do a Facebook live in our group. And I'd talk about water filtration. And then another week I'd talk about um, your sleep system. Another week we'd talk about food. Another, you know, there was always some type of learning that was happening. And so our uh, following started growing. And then once like COVID started lifting a little bit in the summer, we're like, you know what? We're going to do a potluck. 
So we, uh, we, we got people together and then that started our weekly meetups or our monthly meetups, I should say. And, uh, then people started inviting people and then we started doing monthly activities. Um, our first one was a, um, kayaking trip in the local Springfield area. And then it moved to the next month we did a hike. We've, um, we've now done skiing. We've done a backpacking trip. So this isn't just, it's not just backpacking. This is like an adventure group then. It, yeah, pretty much. Um, we didn't really know what it was going to be at first. Right. So yeah, it's more so an adventure group. We've got several backpacking trips. We're actually doing an intro to backpacking trip in November where um, Alicia, who's the girl who started this with me, her and I are going to be taking newbies on a overnight to kind of get them acclimated and uh, teach them, you know, the ways of backpacking. So, and I'm calling you like a backpacking guide, but really it sounds like you're just, I mean, you're like an event planner. You're gathering locals and beyond to do these trips, which is awesome. And I I would imagine like the cost of the trips is, is just whatever it costs to do the trips. You're not charging a fee for any of this stuff, right? No, we have been asked if we're going to start charging like a membership fee or something like that, but we really don't want to get into that. We want it to be simple and we don't want money, you know, like once money gets involved, um, it completely changes the dynamic of everything. So I don't mind doing the planning and then we'll set everything up. So like we've got in two weeks, we're doing another kayaking trip. We set everything okay. up and we give them the phone number. We tell them to call and make the reservations and that's that. Now, granted, our backpacking trip that I just did, that was a little bit different. You know, I was more hands-on um, and took yeah, over yeah. that. But for the smaller stuff, we handle it. Yeah. I, the reason why I bring that up is just because essentially what you're offering is a service that typically costs, I think, minimum $1,300 a person to do a trip. Oh. and. <laughs> And you might not be doing, you know, like the full on guiding where you're preparing meals and this and that, Mm -hmm. but you're doing, I mean, this, you're, you're doing most of the hard work with, with the structure and so on. So like if you go on like an REI trip, $1,300, I've seen some other, uh, backpacking outfitters. That's, it's just, you know, typically five days, 1300 bucks. It's kind of what you can expect. So for people Mm -hmm. to go on your trips and it costs a fraction of that, I just hope they appreciate that because that is an awesome service you're you're putting out there for the, for the people. Well, I appreciate that. And if REI is listening and they would like to hire me, I would accept. <laughs> <laughs> I looked into becoming a backpacking guide and there's shockingly not like that much specific criteria. No. There's like suggested wilderness um yeah. and you know, first aid and all that. Stuff. First yep. aid is suggested but not required mm-hmm. and then there's also just, you know, maybe take a Knowles course or something like that. But again, not required. There's, there's, I mean, you know, you could set up your own guiding service and just have at it and kind of learn as you go mm-hmm. and just get insurance and cover your, you know, cover yourself that Trust way. Trust me, but, I've thought about it. <laughs> yeah, about yeah, it. yeah, for sure. It, it's, it's a lot to do and there's a lot, a lot to it for sure. Yeah. But, um, so let's talk about your first real kind of big foray into the wilderness with a bunch of strangers. Mm-hmm. You you went to Pictured Rocks. Yep. I think it's National Lakeshore, which is in northern Michigan on the coast of Lake Superior. Mm-hmm. Beautiful Upper Peninsula. Yeah, the UP, yeah. the Upers. <laughs> so, how did you? I mean, I assume that you may, maybe you knew some people or didn't, or kind of like sort of knew some people. But how did you set that up? Where you said, okay, a bunch of people that either kind of know each other or don't really know each other. We're all going together, and it's not an overhand. We're talking five days, four nights. So, like, yeah, tell, tell us about that. So it was back, I think it was the very first day or so of February. 
I was like, okay, you know what? I want to do a backpacking trip. I've got days kind of set aside that I'm wanting to do a trip. I want to put a poll out there. So I uh, started a poll on our Facebook group and I basically outlined the details. I was like, okay, look, um, we're wanting to take our group on first backpacking trip. Here's the details. You know, it's uh, the trail itself is 42 miles. There's a potential of at least an additional 10 miles due to offshoots. Um, here's the location, um, what's the average daily mileage, uh, number of overnights, links to the trail, all that good stuff. And I basically gave them three options. Yes, right. I'm in. This one isn't for me. And then, you know, I might go, but I don't want to do the whole thing. And so I was kind of gauging. <laughs> I was like, because a lot of people, you know, talk about going to pictured racks and they'll hike a few miles and then go kayak, you know, so because there's a lot of uh, adventures up there. So I was like, okay, I'm going to see what it does. So I let the poll go for about a week and 15 people said they were for sure in. And for sure, for sure, 15 for sure, 15 for sure. That's crazy. And I was like, okay, well, we can work with this. And (laughs) um, I had never gone on a group trip with more um, than four people before. (laughs) So I was like, way different. Exactly. So I was like, you know what? But I do this for a living. I plan events for hundreds and hundreds of people. I got this. I can do this. So, so basically did that. So I sat down with Alicia. I said, look, we're in it now. Like we said, we want to do it. Now we got to do it. I then created a private um, Facebook event in our group for the people who were interested in going on this trip. Okay. I went to the recreation.gov to secure our uh, group permit because um, up there, your group permit, you can have up to 20 people on your permit, Oh. but they limit it to 10 tents. So we had to kind of figure out like, uh, people who don't know each other aren't going to really want to share a tent with each other. Oh my gosh. There was one couple that was going, right. so that eliminated at least like one of the issues there. And so then, like, as we started throwing out more info in the group, some numbers started dropping, and we got a core group of 11 people. And then from there, I was like, okay, so we've got to make it to where people feel comfortable with each other. A few of us knew each other, um, but there were several that had never met, um, that had never, like, two of the eight, um, well, I guess I should revert back. As the planning went through, a few people had to drop off because of issues that came up with work or family. So we ended up with a core group of eight people. Okay. Yeah, so once we had our core group, um, two of the eight um, had never been backpacking before, and two of the others had not been backpacking for like a long time, like a very long time. So it was almost like they were new, I guess you could say. So uh, we set up a meet and greet at a local uh, restaurant slash brewery. And Alicia and I um, brought our entire backpacking gear. We had we packed up all of our gear, and then we had tables sprawled out in this restaurant, and we just put all of our gear into organized sections on the table. So then, okay. when people came, they could go through everything. And they was it could... like a show and tell? Yeah, basically. All right. Yep. So, like, some people had never seen a Sawyer filter before, so we showed them how to use that. Um, some people had never tried on an actual like backpacking backpack. So they could try on ours and just so they can see like the differences in them. Um, They tried out like the trekking poles. They looked at the different types of food we had, the different stoves that we have. Did you get anybody like pick up a stove or a filter and just like hold it and say, I don't even know what this is. (laughs) 
yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there, was, there was some stuff where they're like, and what do you do with this? Um, <laughs> right, right. You know, but that it's to be expected, you know? So, um, you know, that, that happened with the trowel. <laughs> like, <laughs> why do you have a shovel <laughs> exactly so having to explain in a restaurant with people around what you use right. a trowel for was quite entertaining um so <laughs> but i have no shame i don't care so okay <laughs> we also had printouts for every single person we had sample or we had the itinerary we had uh sample food ideas with our um ideas for breakfast lunches and dinners um, we discussed weather. Um, we had uh, leave no trace guidelines. We gave them our backpacking checklist um, right. and then sent them screenshots of because um, I use the Gaia app for um, tracking each day. And yep. so I took screenshots for each day and sent them to them. So they knew the mileage. Um, they knew the elevation gain. Um, okay. For every single day and that worked out really well um especially the backpacking checklist because a lot of people have no idea where to even start with that right after that we set up an rei trip being in the midwest um, we do not have the luxury of having an rei in our back door so we our closest one is an hour and a half away so we set up a rei day where everybody went down to rei and kind of walked through and we helped them pick out new gear explain things at you know they could ask us questions we can show them what we use and Mm. so a lot of people got to get their their dehydrated food or whatever they wanted so we made sure to set that up a few weeks prior to the trip gotcha and and really like all that you just said right there is the main reason that i was excited to have you on our show is because it sounds like you not only have all your ducks in a row, but you have, I mean, you're very thoughtful about how you did things. I was trying to think through bringing strangers that were local. I haven't, you know, met them before. How would I do that? And how, how would you kind of try to help them bond together? So this is a more comfortable experience. I'm thinking like, are you going to do like the human knot icebreaker or no, you're, you're going down. You're like, this is all immersive backpacking experience here, even at the restaurant. And so, mm-hmm. um, so I'm taking, I'm taking mm-hmm. mental notes on, you know, some of this stuff, I, you know, with with some of the trips I'm planning, it's people from different states. So you can't always do that. But uh, you definitely, I mean, very thorough. And did I don't know, did you get any gift cards for these people for, for all the time you put in afterwards? <laughs> Thank you notes? <laughs> no, no, but that's okay. I don't, you know, we right. don't, we don't expect anything. Um, we, uh, you know, just honestly, like, just the smiles and the chatting after the trip was like right. enough to like fill me up. So I didn't, I didn't need anything for that. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. Like I just want people to have a good time for mm-hmm. me. That's what it's all about. So you've kind of revealed a little bit about this, but what's the criteria you would use to determine like from your trip planning perspective, if a trip like this was successful? Well, it's okay. It's become like a running joke with some of like my closest friends that I backpack with. When we finish up a trip, there are some people that are like, can't wait to get their shoes off. They're like ready to like get it behind them, not think about it. And, you know, they make the whole like, I don't know why I do this. I'm not doing this again for a long time. I need a year long break. And, you know, then there's me who I'm like, can we turn around and do it all over again type thing? (laughs) But what happens is those people that, you know, say they want a year break, three weeks later, they're like, okay, where are we going next? Yeah. You know, yeah. because you, once it's in your system, you can't get it out. But for me, the, this is how I knew that the trip was successful. So our last day, 
And again, a lot of these people hadn't backpacked before or hadn't in a long time. So our last day, we did 14.4 miles and it was raining about 80% of the day. Oh, wow. I would say that the majority of the day, we were walking in about six inches to 12 inches of mud. Goodness, okay. If we weren't walking in mud, we were walking in sand. So you can kind of picture um, how that would go. But this is this was such amazing feeling. We get to the trailhead, we're soaking wet. You know, we've we've hiked so much and everybody just has smiles on their faces. And we take a group photo and it's the best group photo we had taken. We're getting drenched and rained on and everyone was just smiling and so happy. And I was like, this is a good day. (laughs) Yes. You know, um, so so when there's instances like that or when the night before the trip ends, you've got people around the campfire saying, I really don't want this to end. I really don't. Where are you? Where are you taking us next time? Where where's the group going? When you know, when can we get out here again? That's when I know things are going well. That's good criteria. Yeah. Part part of that, too, for me is when I'm taking like the biggest group of strangers I took was was definitely the Wind River trip from from last August. I don't even know how to measure this, but I want the like I I made an effort to connect with everybody and and converse with everybody and spend time with everybody. And I really enjoyed that Um, and really connected with everybody. But I want everybody to connect with each other. And so and to, you know, to dig Mm -hmm. in, to have good conversations, to feel that camaraderie, not just with me or with a couple of people, but just kind of have that group camaraderie. And so when I don't know, people are sprawled out along the trail. It's kind of hard to gauge whether that's happening or not. So this was probably the key part is every person that didn't already have a trail name had one by the end of the trip. And that has, that's what we still call each other now. And so that was such Mm, a good way. If you're trying to build a bond, make that the goal is that you and everybody part it wasn't like i chose the names everyone was participating equally in choosing the names and it became such a fun feature of the trip okay that's where Derek could actually be helpful he's champion with the with the names there so maybe we'll invite him again but uh, (laughs) ask him who plans trips uh with people that maybe you don't know as well you sort of know maybe there's some strangers some newbies just kind of a mix of folks um, if you could break it down into three tips that you'd give Derek and I or any other trip learners out there, what what do you think your best tips would be for success? I will say that the one thing that came in handy and was very appreciated by each of the group members was somebody from the group. So I had one and there was one other person, but I had the main one was having a Garmin in reach, yep. especially given that signal was very shoddy there. Uh, most of the days we didn't have any signal. I'd sent out in the group chat, I said, okay, you need to let me know before this date, who is your loved one that you want to give me their phone number and I will add them to the preset messages. And so I had three preset messages that I would send out every day to everybody's loved ones, you know, a morning when we left camp, lunch, and then when we set up at night. Okay. As a planner, I think that that's really important because it shows that you really have your group's uh, best interest in mind. And it's also going to ease everybody's fears back home um, when they can't hear right. from you. Garmin in reach. Yeah, that check. We <laughs> we have that. I haven't done the preset messages. Most of the, strangely, like a lot of the people that were, that were bringing along end up bringing their own Garmin. So that hasn't been an issue for that. But, um, but important to have at least one per group for sure. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay. 
Number two. Another thing. So what, you know, and I know I've mentioned it, but being a event planner for my professional life, you know, obviously running the group and all these trips is easy for me because it comes easy. That's what I do. Um, but what right. I've learned this past year with everybody is it does not come easy to everybody. A lot of people don't go into the wilderness or do these type of trips because the idea of putting together something scares them. Like they don't even know where to start. For sure. As a planner, the more detail that you, uh, checklists and stuff that you can provide, the better. So, you know, always having, you know, like I mentioned, you know, we gave the backpacking checklist. We gave, I give out sample itineraries of trips. So if they want to try it on their own, they can see what I've done and they can see the notes that I took as far as who I need to call, what you need to double check, you know, put an itinerary under your front seat when you leave it in the rental car, um, sample food ideas, you know, and then just being available to answer questions. So something that, um, I mean, for example, it was the night before the trip, you know, everybody's packed up and excited and ready to go. And one of the people in the group, they sent um, me a picture of their, their gear and they had it, you know, all, you know, sprawled out. And so I'm sitting there, it's like nine 30 at night and I'm like yeah. scrolling in and I'm looking and I'm like, Oh gosh, like there's some stuff that can be left at home. You know, there's, yep. there's some things that, you know, this person does not need to pack. It's so much extra weight. So I got on FaceTime with them. And we chatted for at least, I would say, half hour, 45 minutes. And we went through every single piece of gear. And, you know, uh, that person was able to cut pounds and pounds off of their pack just by going through it. So as a planner, it's kind of your responsibility to, to, to help people, especially who, I mean, people pack their fears. I know you guys have talked about that on the podcast so many times. Um, and until you get more seasoned yeah. with it, you don't you don't understand what you can feasibly leave behind. You're like a backpacking trip planning angel because the patience <laughs> you have to do that. We had a trip. It's been it must be three years where we it was like a multifamily trip. So there were definitely more things to plan for with you know kids coming along. But we had somebody lighting up my phone with so many text messages. It was like two nights before and then the night before where I just was like, I've had enough of this. Like, I, I don't want to answer any more questions. We've, we've known you're going on this trip for a long time. Like, we could have answered these questions even last weekend. And it was during, you know, for me, a school week. And so I'm trying to plan for my own family and packing this and that. So so selfishly, I was frustrated. And uh, so I was like, I gave the phone to my wife. I was like, your turn. You can answer questions. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I try to tell people, like, I will answer all your questions, but try to get that done, not the night of the trip. So for you to actually yeah. take whatever 30, 45 minutes to go through that is awesome. And I have run out of that patience. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just look at it as I wish someone would have done that for me. Oh yeah. Um, like the first trip I went on, I still have photos of my backpacking gear. I mean, it's embarrassing. I brought, and I know that you're going to love this. I brought like four or five buffs, four or five buffs. Right. Yes. I had one for every day. Okay. Did you really? Or are you trying to get a rise out of me right now? Oh no, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Um, it, it was it was so sad. And I had like a jacket, a different colored jacket for each day, a different mm. hat for each day on top of the buff. 
I mean, it's embarrassing. Like, and I use that. I posted the picture in my outdoor group. Like, look, like everybody has to start from somewhere. So don't feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) This is where I started from. Yeah, no, for sure. I I think if it's an, if it's a newbie, yeah, there's obviously a lot more grace shown there. I'm, I'm probably a little more particular when it's not somebody who's new when somebody who's been backpacking a lot you know, who's just as, you know, peppering with questions. We, we have a couple of folks that go with us that just ask a lot of questions mm-hmm. or provide a lot of options and have a hard time narrowing stuff down. So yeah, they, I'm pretty patient, but they, they take me to the edge. So, <laughs> so if somebody wants to join your Facebook group, so what, what's the name of the group and what's the joining process? The name is called back country enthusiasts. So it's not backpacking enthusiasts. I know a lot of people get that mess, uh, mixed up, but it's backcountry enthusiasts. Um, now, we do ask a few okay. security background type questions, um, not like background check type. I'm not asking your social security <laughs> number, <laughs> but right. just to kind of right. uh, make sure that people aren't spamming the group. And we're pe- the biggest thing is we don't want it to um, be filled with people that make people feel uncomfortable or people that are just getting in it as a dating site or whatever. Um, mm, so right, I, right, right. I really try right. to um, keep an eye on who we accept in the group. So they'll just have to fill out okay. those questions and that's pretty much it. And they can join in on the conversations. We had some days we'll have no activity. And today there was like four or five people that posted in the group um, some stuff. So it's, it's kind of, it just depends on the day and what people are doing. Um, so <laughs> I, I had to laugh though, because um, I ended up, Alicia and I ended up making um, business cards for our group. And um, oh. <laughs> just like you and Derek did with, with yours. Right, right. But I'll say it's come in handy. Like I just had a Bible study last night and two girls that I'd never met before. We all got on the topic of this and they said, oh my gosh, I didn't know that it was around here. I have no one to hike with. I didn't even know you know, what to do. And so I gave them the business card and now they're part of the group. So, <laughs> well, how did you, yeah. How did you give them the biggest business card? Did you hand it to them and say, here you go. I'm kind of a big deal on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't say it like, okay. I, okay. <laughs> just implied. Gotcha. I just like pushed, I put it on the table and slowly scooted it over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slide it on All over. All dramatic and such. <laughs> gotcha. Backcountry enthusiasts on Facebook. We'll have that in our show description and on our social media as well so if you're interested in checking it out and getting more resources for backpacking and maybe going on a guided trip without paying a guided trip cost goodness that is the place to go wow so cassie awesome information um you definitely inspired me in some areas and i've, I've definitely learned in my own trip planning process so thank you for sharing all of these awesome details and continued success with upcoming trips oh thank you so much i love this i really appreciate you letting me come on here and chat. Anytime I can talk about backpacking or outdoors, I'm all for it. So Agreed, agreed. All right, my friend, a lot of good information there. I definitely learned some stuff and was inspired. So again, thanks to Cassie for coming on the show. But wow. yeah, we got to react. So what yes. were some of your takeaways? The the first reaction I have is, is to just get up on a chair and say, hear ye... <laughs> Hear ye to all the peasants who have peasant budgets. I have a legendary budget for backpacking gear. That was hilarious. Okay. Um, that was funny. wow. That was that was, that was one times. of my but questions. No. Was do you view everyone else as peasants? 
Uh, no, clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. If anything, I'm the peasant. <laughs> Just look at me when I wake up. I'm definitely a peasant. Um, look at anybody when they wake up. <laughs> that's that's a good point. Yeah. But no, I think uh, a lot of reactions. One, um, you know, I found it sad uh, that you had to ask her how to give out business cards. I mean, that that really rung out. Um, how to uh, give out business you. cards. You're like, Cassie, uh, so when you give this, how did you give out this business card? Oh. I'm like, Carl, you're better than that. I don't think I asked um, that question. <laughs> you did, verbatim, verbatim. Okay, I'll go back so and listen. You go back and listen. Okay, I, I definitely remember talking to close. her about the process that she, you know, we kind of had fun with the process of giving the business card to somebody who needed that business card. But, like, I never asked, like, like I've got a business card. I have one, and I really want to give it to this person, but I don't know how. Yeah, well, it was. It wasn't like that. It was more like, "How did you give it to this person? Did you?" And then she's like, "Well, you oh, know, slid it across gotcha. the table." And, no, yeah. I, yeah, that's that's more what I was asking. Was just kind of like yeah. how you how you lay it upon somebody. Like, I have knowledge. You need it. Here's my business card. Take the card. Yeah. and get connected. Yeah. Let's go. Right. Um, no, she had a lot of great stuff. Um, you know, something I didn't think about was. You know, the REI trip she planned. I thought that was a genius idea. Mm. We are so spoiled, I right. guess is the word. Um, REIs are like 20 minutes away. Let's just jump in there whenever we want. She organized some full-on trip. Not only take those people over there, but I liked how she said it was a bonding experience. Mm-hmm. Like, go do this together. Shop, talk about stuff, get people comfortable. Right. Let them get a, a, a hands-on um, visual of what to do. Right. So that was that was fantastic. I, I will sure um, I have done that before, but not with a group. I did it one on one where somebody's like, I need to get, you know, outfitted for backpacking. And he yeah. was a friend, super happy to do it. I couldn't imagine doing that with a group of people and being like, Consider this, consider this. Does this pack work uh, for you? I don't need, like like oh I was there gosh. for an hour and a half to two hours with him, so imagine a group like yeah. that's a half a day right there. Right. Exactly. I'm like, that's a full she's committed. Oh yeah. I mean, geez. Oh, yeah. She's committed. Yep. So Yep. Um, you know, I think she was talking about the uh, the Garmin inReach messages. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why don't why isn't Carl sending out pre messages to the family? Yeah, like, no, 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 for sure, that? for sure. That was awesome. Not gonna happen in, in our trips. Yeah, no. I was it, my initial <laughs> reaction was like, Carl's a loser. Like Cassie's amazing. I want her to take over. And then I was like, Yeah, nobody's gonna do that. Wait, wait, wait. wait. But, she mentioned that. Oh, she. What did she send it out? It was like. At camp, was it during lunch and then in the morning? I think she was like three messages a day or something. Correct. Yeah, yeah it was three a day. Yeah. And I'm like, three a day? Yeah. That is that is just she's just on it. Um I think her mind just works in a way that, Wait, is that is she on on that one or is that overkill, do you think? I mean it's overkill, but it's like it's a nice overkill. That one's that one's like a plus. That one's like a that, Okay, let's like a, let's play this out. Let's play this out. You are looking at the effects of this, not the process. So we're ready to take off. Okay. Or you want to have a conversation with me. Yeah. And I'm like, hang on a second. I'm sending. Wait, I got to get the Garmin. Well, I don't know if she's going to do it there, though. She's going to find gaps of time you, in the yeah, day. Maybe, you're right. There's, she's probably smoother than I am. But whatever. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't sure. even remember to do that every single you know, meal break, basically. Like we, we, like, we make Carl hike alone a lot, so that's mm. his time to do that, but he doesn't do it. We make uh, him You know, we are last to get up. You and me are first to go and ready to go every morning. Uh, we could do it then. Right. Or, uh, you yeah. know. While I'm filtering your water, okay, I you can do it at night. Delegate you know. this job to you <laughs> while you filter my water. No, I do not want. <laughs> Take a second to process. No way. Uh, no way. There you go. But no, I think just the REI trip and, and the the messages. You know, she's like reviewing gear mm-hmm. with them, and like that, I think they, she said they had like a little, 
gathering where they're talking about the trowel and the and all these you know certain things um sawyer filters and like i'm like what what that's yeah. just like the show and tell you're talking about the show and tell part yeah yeah, the yeah. show and tell was just that, so That's nice, something so. I could do for sure if, we were, if it was, you know, a bunch of locals. She's definitely bringing her work experience into the leisure experience, which I think is a bonus, honestly. Yeah, but that's and that's why we're trying to pull this information. She's the one that's putting these pieces together right. in a very incremental way, and so this is why we had her on is so that she'd share that. And we can my that. question, here's a question for you. is like, do you think that, because she's talking to all these people, she said she knew a couple people, right? But do you think that, like, mm-hmm. strangers just pay attention better to, like, emails and itineraries because our guys like we've been doing this for forever and we're like meh i've seen the gear list fifty thousand times i'm not gonna look at that you know what yeah I mean? no i've i've this is like something i've been pondering for like the last year yeah. i don't think so i think it's more it depends on how much you value the trip and the experience True. right so people that are that are more you know excited or fired up about it um like you mentioned you'll, you'll pack like a month before like you are ready to yeah. go you're looking oh, at the yeah. gear list you're preparing yeah. and then where other people uh, don't do that, and that's fine. But I think that it's all about how much you value the trip or value the experience, or in, in this case, value the trip planner. Mm-hmm. And trip planner does not always get valued, and that's okay. Yeah. But yeah, there's definitely there's more to that story for sure. That we'll probably talk about that actually in the next season. Yeah, exactly. And so I think just little and little things too. You know, like like I don't think we're ever gonna do this, but she's like, you know, print out some itineraries and put them under your seat, so you you know have this with you. Mm. And I'm like, that's good too. These are all good little nuggets to take away. That um, yeah. I don't know. Well, the, and that and that's something. If you type up your itinerary anyway mm-hmm. for a family member, a friend, or a loved one, right. or whatever, it's it's not hard to print out a second one to put under your seat. So that that's actually an easy task. Yeah, going the extra mile, you know, from the organizational exactly, point of view. Exactly. Exactly. How did yeah. you feel when she said, you know, as the trip planner, it's uh, your responsibility to make sure you know the gears, this, and people are bringing the right things. When she's sitting on the phone for. What was it like 30 minutes going through the gear with this person to lighten their pack? 30 to 45. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's fair. She mentioned it was a newbie. So I'm, I'm way more willing to do that for a right, newbie than right, I right, am right. for, for somebody else. The, the person that I was mentioning was not a newbie. Like we'd actually gone with them before and they've since dialed it back. Like they went on a trip with us this year already. And, and there were some questions, but they've dialed it back. And I've also learned how to handle some people. I don't know if you have those types of people in your life where uh, they they overanalyze everything in life. So everything's mm. a struggle. So for example, if you're like, right. where are you going to stay the night before the trip? And if let's say you try to coordinate, for example, they might say, oh, we could stay here. And then you're like, oh, okay, that sounds good. Ooh, ooh, or here. Or how about here? And then before mm. you know it, you're in like a two-hour long conversation with a person and you just right. think you want to decide. Right. So I learned that's who they right. are. And so then when they start bringing that stuff up, I'm like, this is what we're doing. Do what you want. Like in a nice way. <laughs> I'll say it nicely. Yeah, go, go where you yeah, want. Just don't come anymore. Uh, just kidding. But yeah, it seems like in general, uh, nothing against you, but she just seems way more patient um, with yeah. certain things about like planning. Well, well patient, d- but details. also details. more attention to detail with making sure everybody has all the right stuff, and uh, right. and I'll do that. I'm planning to do that on an upcoming trip with one of the guys going, but for the most part. I don't know. When you go with people that are experienced, you don't want to start digging into their packs, right? No. No, you don't. I mean, that's true. Um, and she was going with people that were not experienced, so it's fair for her to do it. That's true. Yeah. I couldn't imagine yeah. have, I couldn't imagine doing that on, like, a Patreon trip. You know, like, these people know yeah. what they're doing. and So that, right. that would have been weird. But, um, you know, I think one one thought I had uh, was, and I, and I know you guys um, may not have gotten to this, but, you know, Cassie's a, a lady, uh, a woman, and, like, what it, that she's, is correct. she's putting out, I know, observational, right? <laughs> she's putting out these, like, messages to all these people. What if, Cassie, like, what if you got back, like, 
10 dudes and and they're like we want to go backpacking like what that what how do you filter out have you had experiences where you're like you can't go or if somebody does something hopefully she doesn't have this happen but like we've had things happen where like people do weird stuff on the trip and then you're like mm. uh yeah that could be awkward wait are you it sounds like you are in like a passive aggressive way mm. offering to be her trip bouncer is that correct am i do i look like a security guard to you do I look? Mm, you're, you're sneaky good. Sneaky good. I mean, people mistake me for Bruce Lee. I don't know why, but um, <laughs> it's it's not. It's not. I'm not. So okay. Uh, you know, I'm pretty. I'm pretty handy with. Uh, I don't know. Well, what, is that what you're suggesting? Is that she needs a trip bouncer? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe some sort of you know like undercover. If you see any awkwardness going on, it's your responsibility to beat that person up. Uh yeah, you know maybe just some martial arty. No, I don't know, but um. She knows this stuff better than me, obviously, with the planning and the details. But I, I guess I'm just right. curious because, you know, people, you know, people can sometimes present one way and then you get out there and they can be another way. So, oh, 100 um, percent. That'd be interesting. And then we, and another issue is we can also make assumptions about people like how do you know that Cassie doesn't already know karate? Good question. Ooh, yeah. Cassie, Taekwondo. What are we talking about? Jiu-Jitsu? Yeah. So Possibly. I mean, we'll get some it, feedback on that. She's probably written a book about it. We don't know about, you know. Yeah. Great info. Is it time for my reactions? Uh, yeah, let's hear what so. you had to say. What did you think? Okay, so I want to back it way up. Uh, I, I kind of did some reflection and thought Ooh. about just the, the various females we'd had on our our shows over the last couple seasons. Yes. And so we had Victoria, yep. who had that, you know, like she was like selling the trip plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you came in like very late at the end of that interview. You made it. But I made just it. kind of for the very last part. Yeah. Um, we had Sonia from the World's Toughest Race. Missed that one. Yeah. You, we had uh, Heather from the First 40 Miles podcast, mm-hmm. and you overslept that one, or or so you say. Overslept? Yeah. Oh. So the only real full interview you've made was from the Trust the Trail crew, uh-huh. and that was last season. So is is it, is there? And then, of course, you missed Cassie. Is, is, there, is there an issue here? Well, what about uh, Rowan's? You made Rowan's. Yeah. Rowan? Yeah. Okay. News slash he's not a female. Uh, yeah, no, but it was a full interview. I made that. Um, I'm not may- talking about interviews. I'm talking about female interviews. I don't know if you sense the theme. Victoria, <laughs> Sonia, <laughs> Heather, trust the trailer. I got cancer. it. I got it. I had to defend okay. myself. Um, I don't know why you're bringing this up. Uh, this isn't intentional. Um, well, we- I don't know if it's if it's that or if we're more likely to get females on when you're not part of the interview. I mean, hey, it's working. So maybe you got to keep <laughs> doing it, you know? Maybe... maybe- <laughs> maybe they don't want to you know have me on i don't know whatever it is um no okay. i i mean obviously i want to do all the interviews um i can't though this is I know. so you a hard time. you can harass all you want but yeah, yeah it's true it's kind of funny though that's how it worked out but it's nothing yeah, personal. it is yeah. yeah uh other takeaways you kind of hit on a few of them so i just got a couple yeah she mentioned sending elevation and mileage profiles to people i think people again that are very interested this is super helpful, like super yeah. helpful. Oh my goodness! If I'm yes. imagining sending that out to to like our July crew, yeah, and they would like do the virtual throwaway, like delete the email. <laughs> um, they're like elevation. I'm good. They don't, yeah, they're, I mean, a lot of guys are fit, so they probably don't care anyway. To be honest, right, 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 right. But I will say that when I went on the Canyonlands trip last month, there was one of the guys I invited. Like he bought the map at every junction. He's like, okay, are we going the right way? Like he was actually checking. He was pulling his map out, and I just was like yeah. thanking him every single time. Thank you for caring enough to pull yeah. the map out. So pull that map um, out. I would. So he would appreciate something like that. Right. Okay. So I mentioned that she had eight pages of notes prepared, 
And so I don't know if right. I'm just imagining things, but if you listened carefully to the interview, was there some paper shuffling going on? I thought I heard some. Did you I guys bond with the paper shuffling? I was hoping I heard some. I think I did. Okay. Um, it was kind of exciting, whether it was or yeah. not. So, you know, Cassie, you get it. You get the paper by the by the recordings <laughs> information stuff right there. You get that. So props to you if you were shuffling papers. Yeah. Um, my question was, how big was the paper? Was it like, yeah. you know, eight and a half by 11? We talking like. That's no your qu- question. Not not like how do you shuffle more quietly than I do? No, I can. No. I mean, you shuffle okay. how you shuffle. She might have been like neatly placing a paper. <laughs> Parallel to the other papers, you know, with a paper clip. I don't know, but I'm I'm definitely not that neat. Mine's like one piece of paper. Let me turn it, flip it, do all this other stuff. So, tonight, tonight for this okay. interview, uh, I was using a ripped uh, envelope, and that's it. So, mm. mission accomplished. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> had a crayon while you're. I, I had a crayon. Yes, Play-Doh. I just you okay. know smashed Play-Doh on the paper. And, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So, I have some trivia coming up. Um, I'm calling this trivia peasant trivia. Oh, right after right after this? Right after this. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Peasant trivia, yes. <laughs> Peasant uh, trivia. Inspired by that comment Let's go. during Let's... the interview by Cassie. And so I, I actually am adding a twist to the trivia as well. My third question, this is kind of inspired by the last trivia we did where you really struggled on this, like the social skills question. <laughs> and so I'm just going to add a social skills question every single time. Into is, wait, wait, wait. Is the word sire or lord within the peasant trivia? Uh, lord is, yeah. 
Okay, good. Yeah, it's not related sure. to social skills, but there's also a social yeah. skills question, hoping that like inadvertently the trivia will teach you proper social skills. <laughs> uh, I guess I need some help. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because when I when somebody's offers you food and you have no thought to say thank you, that's that's an issue, right? It's very rare. It's very rare for me to not do that. Okay. So well, here we go. I, f- I feel bad. First couple questions are just straight up peasant related. Number one: What are the lowest members of the social class in medieval Europe? Mm. Technically, lower mm. than peasants. Oh, uh, servants. Um, slaves, uh, prisoners. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, prisoners have a, a roof over their head. I don't, yeah, mean, I don't know. No, they're, they they're, they're very peasant-like, but they're actually bound to the land, so they're kind of treated like slaves. Mm. But they're Oh, called, go ahead. wait, bond servants? Uh, that's kind of how they behave. They kind of behave that okay. way. But in, the, in medieval history, they're called serfs. S-E-R-S. Oh, serfs, yeah. right. Yep. Yes, yep. serfs, yeah. That's the name. Over one. All right. Number two. If you were, <laughs> Close enough, half point. Yeah. If you were a medieval lord, mm. you would expect your peasants to blank in return for blank. Ooh. This goes um, to the feudal pyramid here. Work in return <laughs> for food <laughs> or money <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to stay alive i don't know okay all right uh, did, did your history teacher teach you feudalism or no what, we're talking like what like 20 something plus years uh, probably for you like 40 years i was ago. probably i was probably like sleeping like 40 to 50 years ago i think i skipped that day okay I, was a, I think it was at the dentist. All right, so it's all about this relationship, this symbiotic relationship where mm, where mm. you provide something in return you get something. So the peasants would, most peasants were farmers, and so they would typically pr- uh, provide food or crops mm. in return for protection. They would be protected, or you could even protection? make a case they got to work the land in return for that. Yeah, I well. said stay alive or work. Or, yeah, that's a, that's okay. a point. We'll, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go half, point halfsies. No, three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number three. Social skills. Social skills. Which is an appropriate peasant social skill that mm. you actually have? Ooh. A, chasing mice around with a baseball bat before dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Reference couple episodes ago. Uh, yep. B, growing surplus crops for your lord. Okay. C, using natural tools such as pine cones to dig poop holes in the fallow field. <laughs> or d none of the above <laughs> um well i don't know if they had baseball bats back then so i'm gonna skip a okay um i'm gonna say c okay i'm gonna go with c with the pine cones okay so, so you feel are, you feel like the peasants yeah, dug go. holes with pine cones <laughs> for sure if you're poor and you gotta go poop somewhere <laughs> Little Molly's got you know s- sore hands. You, get, you whip out the pine cone and handle your business. You know? uh, they they had some outhouses. They're a little bit more sophisticated than than pooping in the fallow field. Do they have like a permanent hole in the ground? Maybe like a big trench, <laughs> like a pit toilet. Pit toilet. I've seen that. Correct uh, answer is none of the above, and you're now zero yeah. for two on social skills questions. Uh, yeah. We're gonna keep track of that. Nice. We're gonna keep track of that. <laughs> totally fine. With me. No kidding. <laughs> Don't care. Totally okay. Uh, Pine cone to poop, guys. Yeah. Try it. Change your life. <laughs> All right. Uh, I've got some tidbits, my friend. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Four, three. How many? I'm gonna say three. Uh. Two. I got a few. I got three or four. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Point. That's a point. 
Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so remember we did that episode a couple times, a couple episodes ago, the feudal skills episode where, you know, f- skills they say you need, but that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, right. And so we, we went off on skills that you don't really need. And I'm curious to get your feedback on this. Okay. So the natural thought would be people are going to have this extreme reaction to your cheese protection skill, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody mm-hmm. cared about that. They, they, they sure, gave me some criticism about the navigating issue. Oh. Specifically, um, like Ned and Doug really spelled it out for me. So okay. I'm going to throw it back at you. Okay. To go on your first backpacking trip, let's yeah. say first or second, do yeah. you need to know how to navigate if you're not going solo? Do you need to? I just, I, I think I just go back to like it's smart to be familiar at least to some degree. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's like we already, we already mentioned all the skills – they're good to have. We're not saying they're bad to have. We're just saying, do you need... Maybe not. Like, if I went with you and some other guy, you know, I mean, second time, third time, like, I wasn't... I hadn't really gotten into the whole map thing, right? So, I get that. Um, right. I just found it, at some point, early on, to be useful to understand that, you know? It is useful. For sure. It's, yeah. Like, it's a critical skill, but if you're just going for the first time, is no, that's what's holding you back, and you're not. going with somebody more experienced? Just go. Just go. Yeah, so I I didn't know how to navigate really like well past my third trip. I knew how to b- read a map like basic level, but when you say navigate, you're no, talking like using compass, be able right. to read contour lines, and you know maybe mm. triangulate your position. Like so, so what everybody else is saying that is uh, disagreeing with me on this is that you need to know how to do all of those things prior to going on your first trip, even no, if you're going with no. some experienced folk. No. And I disagree. We have, like I already mentioned, like most of our group does not know how to do any no, of those yeah. things. They've been going for years. And the only time they've run into trouble mm-hmm. is when they didn't go with us. So if, if they're going on their own, then of course right. they need to do that. I would guess that most people out there did not know how to navigate and have those skills on their first or second trip. That's my prediction. I would, Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. I mean, even if you're learning how to read the map to topography and all that stuff, that that's huge. That's like a huge step forward. But yeah, first to, couple to steps. take something two dimensional, turn it mentally three dimensional is hard. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Again, first couple trips. No. So anyway, so there's so there's that. So I, I'm still disagreeing on that regard. I agree. I disagree with that too. Yeah. We got some feedback on one of the bonus episodes, and I'm gonna have you respond to that on the next bonus episode. But but Nathan mm, from okay. Wisconsin was curious about why you wanted to drink urine. Why I wanted to drink urine? Yeah, I think I, my choices were slim, and uh, well, we don't we we'll won't go into, into detail that. on that. But if you want to find out more about that, you can check that's out on Patreon. The latest Patreon bonus. We episode. get we get real on the Patreon. It gets yeah. it gets deep. Anytime Derek is like, I choose to drink urine. That's you know something. You got to dig deep. Subscribe for that one. <laughs> that's worth five bucks. You know what I mean? Right. Go for it. Right. Smash that five dollar button. Whatever it is. <laughs> Whatever the button is. Yeah, and then Brian from Ohio. Yeah. Um, he went all in on the, like, how should we unpack this episode? Oh. How should we not dive in, but exactly. how should we unpack? Thank so he you. He has a list of options. Thank you. Okay? Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So you ready You ready for yeah. the options? Give me them. You choose which one you like the best. Okay. So instead of saying, let's dive in, you can say, let's fill up the Nalgene's. Okay. Mm let's dig the cat hole with a pine cone. Oh, the cat hole. Time to strap on the Aquaclips. <laughs> I do like that one. Let's bust out the chili mac with beef, then share a tent. <laughs> <laughs> let's converse with a slot troll. Oh, watch out. <laughs> That's you. And let's dig the rock out of our packs. Dig the rock out of you can relate. The rocks out of our Forever pack. with that one. Um I'm gonna go I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Aquaclip. Let's time to strap on the Aquaclips. 
way yes, Travis Trapper on yeah. the Aqua Clips and, 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 and get we going. We made fun of the Aqua Clips, but nobody's really disagreed with our take on that except for Dan Becker. He's the only well, one who likes him. You know, he's got some you know, he's got some people who follow him. So, so yeah. More power to wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> he's, he's, you're still wrong, Dan. You're still wrong. Um, lastly, if you're looking for some gear, we, we're, we're continuing to put our top gear in the show description, clicking on that. And if, of course, if you end up buying it, that does help out our show. Yes. So feel free to check that out. Yeah. And that's all I got, my friend. Glorious, glorious. We uh, Join us next time where we're going to clip on the aquas and get going. Um, don't forget to check us out on at Backpacking and Blisters Podcast on the gram. Smash a follow button. Smash any button you want to uh, support us. That would be awesome. We love you guys. We will see you. I want to fly around the world. Cassie, like I get it. Um, Carl, I handed him like four business cards one time. I'm like, Carl, put these on, you know, just just put them on like a, a, a windshield, uh, you know, a, a, like next to a like a door, something, anything. Just do something. And he's like, I handed him, I showed him, I modeled it for him. Like, how do I pass this out? He came back to me in tears. He's like, Derek, I don't know how to get rid of these cards. And I'm like, Carl, dude, I can't walk you through life. So he just whipped out a lighter and burned them all. And that's how we, you know, I mean, that's that's what that's what I'm dealing with. So help us, Cassie. Help us. Every once in a while, it's fun to go with, like, just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chase in the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.